Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather Kiros, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. But if you want to learn about Jesus from his Jewish context and get better at discipleship in the 21st century, this podcast is for you. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Friends, welcome back to the show. It's Heather here again with Dr. Kara Powell from the Fuller Youth Institute, a not San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers um, major fan. And um, also, Kara, what's your favorite food? Like if you could go eat any food in the world, what would it be? Well, I was just saying to someone recently, I could have chips and guacamole every day. Oh, thank you. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. So yeah. And avocados are a super healthy food. I know. I know. Not cheap, but really good and good for you. You know what I was just thinking as my husband and I were out for Mexican the other day was like, man, I know I technically I can't say this, but I feel like chorizo is a gift from Jesus. I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, Uh, carne asada, carnitas. Yeah. There's a lot of things in that category. I know he's never eaten, you know, pork, but Hey, you know, (laughs) I feel like it's a gift from Jesus. For sure. That being said, we've got a fun conversation on a new book that I don't actually don't know how new it is, but it's one of your newest books. It's a year old. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, Called Three Big Questions That Change Every Teenager, Making the Most of Your Conversations and Connections. And I was able to read this book in the last couple of weeks and found it super practical and Um, super helpful in thinking about how I engage in conversations with teenagers. I was actually talking with Kara about this in the pre-show about yesterday, how I had a teenager who I asked him, Hey, how's it going? How you doing? He said, I'm hanging in there. And and I, you know, that's a cue friends. That's, that's a, that's a line that we have to catch that we can't just say, Oh, okay. You know? And so I, I engaged him in conversation, but literally as I was having this conversation with this teenager, I was like, Oh, I need, I need Kara's book. Where's Kara's Mm, book? Yeah. 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 It had such great rich questions to ask when teenagers go to those vulnerable, hard places. Right. And so, um, so really enjoyed being able to look at that book. And um, in that book, you told a personal story about how a couple of youth leaders believed in you when you kind of um, didn't get picked as class. I think it was class president, right? Yeah. Student student body president, actually. Not even my grade, like the whole school, Heather. Who would not pick you for that? I don't get it. Uh, Right. Yeah. That's kind of you, but yes, you know, (laughs) 11th grade high school ran for student body president and I lost and it was, you know, it was not only a loss, but it was like a super public, embarrassing loss. Wow. And I remember going home that afternoon and when I, the results were announced and just like not even wanting to leave my bed, oh, um, wow. just feeling ashamed and just really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my parents were wonderful. My brother was wonderful. But really, it was my uh, youth pastor and his wife. She was my small group leader. I was very close to both of them who helped me kind of get back on my feet again Mm -hmm. um, and helped me wrestle through those three big questions, which were all poked at by losing student body president. And those three questions are identity. Who am I? Yep. Belonging. Where do I fit? And purpose. What difference do I make? Identity, belonging and purpose. And so, you know, Heather, I would say you and I, as people who are over 30, uh, I think you're you're over 30, right? Are you I'm over 30? Almost, 
Kara, I am almost 40, believe it or not. Okay. Well, yeah. you, 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 you don't look your age. Thank um, you. <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm glad you didn't take that as a compliment. I would too. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, those, uh, those of us over 30, these three questions are still alive in our life, oh, yeah. but they're more at a low simmer. Whereas for teenagers and young adults, these questions are just at a rolling boil. And so, you know, like when you talked about the young person you you, were spending time with yesterday, as I think about even my three kids, like whenever a young person is doing something, saying something that seems a little off, a little heated, a little unlike them, Mm. when I, when I stop and ask, okay, are they looking for identity? Are they looking for belonging? Are they looking for purpose? It's like, oh, that's what they're after. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden it makes sense. Um, So these are becoming the lens through which I'm viewing young people and even my own growth. And it's really helping me understand and empathize a whole lot more. That's really great. That's really great. So for you, can you kind of unpack for us maybe a little bit more like you did in the book of what those two leaders did for you that made you start to believe in yourself again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, first, uh, Mike and Christy are their names. Mike and yeah. Christy gave me their time. Yeah. You know, they, they came by my house when I lost. Christy continued uh, to, you know, meet with me as part of a small group. So that was the first thing, just plain old time. Yeah. Um, secondly, they, they believed in my gifts. Um, mm-hmm. they, saw, they saw this yep. sense of purpose that honestly I didn't see in myself. So, you know, when I, when I lost student body president and um, I ended up volunteering in our church 12th grade year um, and, and basically being a student leader, eventually kind of being in charge of student leaders as a 12th grader at our church. And, you know, the very first day that I showed up, I remember Mike had me clean the youth kitchen, um, which was a terrible, stinky job to clean right? out the youth, the youth kitchen, you know, and, th- and then... Then I went to the next job and I like worked on our uh, youth ministry weekly bulletin and used clip art books. Hey, uh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. You know, like white out and a copy machine, yes. enlarging, shrinking. Um, and, and then, you know, as I, as I tried more and more things, Mike and Christy kept saying, you know, Carrie, you're actually a gifted leader. You're a gifted yeah. teacher. You're a gifted administrator. And so they gave me time. They gave me belief in my gifts And then, you know, especially Christy as my small group leader was a safe place to process the normal angst of being a teenager. So, you know, whether it was losing the election or what I was going to do about college and what college I was going to go to, you know, these big identity, belonging and purpose questions, uh, both Mike and Christy were there. Yeah. So I think what I see kind of weaved all throughout what you just said and within your book is that we are able to help kids discover or answer these questions when we make ourselves available and present. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if we don't, we just can't, we can't really have that conversation. We can't meet kids where they're at. We can't help them work through the things that the questions that they're wrestling through and working through. If we don't first make ourselves like, um, uh, well, what was the name of the gentleman that we talked about last week? The 70 year old, we don't make ourselves bill. like a bill. bill. Yeah. yeah. We don't make ourselves like a bill. Yeah. 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 Well, and I mean, this is a, a bit of a theme in the three big questions book, Heather, but I actually think we've seen it more in the last year since the book came out. Mm. I love what you're saying about being present, 
What's also been fascinating is to invite youth leaders to reflect on their own identity, belonging, and purpose. Um, and that, you know, as we're, as we're trying to help young people think about how do they rest in Jesus's best answers to those questions, that we get to ask ourselves that same question. How yeah. do we rest? And so, you know, for me, I, uh, we think that most people have one of those three questions that leads the way for them. Mm-hmm. That is where God gets their attention. That's mm-hmm. where they feel the most emotional heat. So for my husband, it's purpose. You know, he hears of a problem in the world and he wants to get his hammer, buy a plane ticket and go help and serve. Like he's, <laughs> that's my just, okay, great. Yeah. So you understand yeah. <laughs> for me, the, the kind of tip of the arrow of growth for me is an identity. Um, and specifically struggling with not feeling like I'm enough, mm-hmm. uh, or with feeling like I'm not enough to say yeah. it more clearly, uh, sure. which, which was a big theme we saw in young people mm-hmm. that they constantly feel like they're not pretty enough, talented enough, popular enough, athletic mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I, I actually don't feel that way so much in ministry or in leadership where I struggle with it is as a mom. Yeah. where I don't feel like I'm a good enough mom and I mm. see my weaknesses and compare that to the amazing strengths I see in other parents, step parents. Um, and so, you know, one of my, one of my, I have a handful of prayers I pray every day for myself. And one of them prayed it this morning mm-hmm. is that I will know that Jesus makes me enough Yeah. Um, because I'm on this identity journey, especially these days. Yeah. And so, you know, I, 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 that's a question that we at the Fellow Youth Institute, we want all of us to ask is how is God trying to grow us in our own sense of finding our identity, belonging and purpose in God um, and as we lean into that more, it just becomes so much more natural and organic to do the same with students. That's really beautiful what you just did there, because I think sometimes as Christian leaders or whatever you want to say, we feel as though I know I used to live in this in this space of I need to act as though I've got it pretty well together. Right. Like, I need to come across as though I've I've got it you know pretty well handled. And yeah. you just opened up about a growth area of yours. And, and what, what did that do? It just helped you connect your story to other people who struggle with a similar issue, which creates a deeper sense of community and togetherness with those um, whom you're with. And that's exactly what this book is about. And that's what I loved was within the chapters, it it would do that towards the end of the chapter, it would say, okay, now ask yourself these questions. I was like, no, 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 no. Wait, we're supposed to hold the mirror up to ourselves in the midst of faith formation? Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm I'm glad you found the book so helpful. It's been, you know, what comes to mind, even as you said that a few minutes ago, Heather is a, a youth leader who is like brilliant at asking questions of other people's kids. But he actually struggles with his own teenager. And so oh, he's, he told us, like, I am loving this book with my wow. own 14-year-old. Yeah. Um, and, and sure enough, while identity, belonging, purpose are the three big questions, the book has over 300 questions. It, yeah. Not for one sitting. Like, you know, this is not a barrage for young people. But how do you ask one, two, three, four questions? In fact, um, you know, just with our 16-year-old, who's for my husband and I is our only kid at home since the other two are in college now um we do family church every week and it's always a question mm-hmm. uh and sure enough tonight we'll be doing it tonight and it's it's always a question mm-hmm. and 
you know, I think we as youth leaders, we think that we're supposed to offer advice and be these uh-huh. sages. And sometimes, sometimes that is absolutely wonderful to, sure. to offer advice. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Yeah. But, you know, kind of my rule of thumb is you never give advice if you can ask a question instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if we give mm-hmm. advice, you know, I stumbled on this with my own kids, not so much research, but with my own kids, even because there are times when we need to give advice, we need to step in and share concerns we have or hopes we have for a young person. Um, I love following that up with with asking two questions. <clears throat> the first of which is, what do you disagree with in what I just said? Ooh, that's um, risky as a parent. Uh, Look at oh, that. Oh, it totally <laughs> is. But and let them critique. Like let and, and and as a whether you're a parent or a mentor or a youth pastor, like when they critique, you just gotta nod and say, Oh yeah, good point. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, you might be right. Um, and, and then, you know, kind of let them share that. But then the second question is, what do you agree with in what I just said? And what I found so interesting with young people is when you let them critique you after you give advice, if you let them critique you, then they're a whole lot more open to sharing, oh, but you might be right about this because they've had a chance to kind of punch holes at what they think you don't understand. So again, you know, best to ask questions, but Mm. even when we have to give advice, how can we follow that up with questions so it's still a dialogue? That's really good because I think sometimes in the American church, we, because in in the Eastern mind, asking questions is a part of how you learn. Yeah, I mean, we see that in the scriptures that Jesus asked so many questions and that was extremely totally. rabbinic. It was the way that the rabbis interacted in dialogue with each other was by asking questions. And so um, I think what sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves with in the American church is that we it makes us feel better when kids agree with our theological statements and doctrines. And it makes us feel safer or like we're doing a good job if we can yeah. get kids to just agree with the things we say yeah. instead of go to risky places of them maybe disagreeing with some of the things that we've said and then enter into the conversation with them about it. But totally. it's so, it's so important because they have these questions and we want them to have them with us, not the internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Absolutely. So you're right. It takes some courage, but I'd sure rather have that conversation happen with me mm-hmm. than somebody else in most cases. So, you know, related to what you're saying, um, a couple other questions uh, that again are in our three big questions book that I love to ask our of young people are, um, what do you now believe that mm. you, you think I don't believe? Yeah. And what do you no longer believe that you think I still do believe? Okay. Um, because it, 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 it acknowledges that our faith is growing. Our faith is mm-hmm. going to be changing. And yeah. so I want, I want young people to be able to share how they think new things they're thinking about and believing that they think I don't and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, often it, it tends to be young people are a little more progressive than I am on mm-hmm. cultural issues. Yeah. And that sparks a great Good, great discussion then. And again, I'd rather open that can of worms than have Mm -hmm. that can of worms fester in the darkness. Yeah. Great point. That's a really great point. So what do you think some of the biggest questions young people are asking in regards to identity, purpose, and belonging? And how can we as youth leaders best prepare ourselves to be there for our students when they are asking those questions? Yeah. Well, in addition to doing the work ourselves and, you know, processing those questions ourselves, in our book, we offer what we think are Jesus's best answers to those questions, or I should say our, our attempt at Jesus's best answers based on what we know about young people. We sure. really want leaders 
small group leaders, parents to come up with their own answers, but we offer ours as a springboard. And so, you know, just real quickly, when it comes to identity, I already hinted at this in my own journey. Um, Enough is the word. How do we help young people know that they are enough because of Jesus when they feel Mm -hmm. constantly inadequate? Uh, When it comes to belonging, how do we help young people know they belong with God's people in the midst Mm -hmm. of a world that loves them conditionally? God's people is where they can best be unconditionally loved. And then third, when it comes to purpose, that young people are part of God's story. Um, that, you know, what part of what I love about this generation is they're adaptive and creative and they want to make a difference. And that's all wonderful, but it's not because uh, we want them to get into good colleges. Yeah, It's because they're part of God's unfolding story. And that's so right. how do they understand the part God wants them to play? So, so I would say, you know, what, I, what we want adults to do is think about how they would summarize Jesus's mm-hmm. best answers to those identity belonging person purpose questions. Maybe it's enough with and story, or maybe it's something better that fits your tradition and what God is doing in young, your young people. And that's great. Do the homework ahead of time. So you have something to point young people to. That's really great. Challenging people to have the conversation within their context and help young people find the answers to those questions in a way that makes sense where they're at. That's really great. Well, Kara, this has been another great discussion on your book, uh, Three Big Questions. I would recommend friends pick this one up too and dig into it and use it as a tool because you never know when you might be at church and that one kid says, I'm just hanging in there and you're going to need Kara's questions. (laughs) She wrote that. Thanks, Heather. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, it's been really fun. So friends, again, uh, just be cued into the work they're doing at the Fuller Youth Institute. So much, so many great resources there. They've got a new book in the works too that we talked about last week that's going to be coming out in 2023. And also, hey, I let Carol know about my trip to Israel and you could eat chips and guacamole and talk about the Chargers with her in, in Israel, possibly. I don't know. She's... <laughs> Still got to really think about it. But. One of these days, Dave and I want to take our kids to Israel. So yeah, yeah, yeah. one of these days. It'd be great. It'd be great. All right. Well, Carrie, thanks again. It's been a pleasure and we've really enjoyed having you on. Thank you. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>